Good morning. If I didn't see you yesterday or if you went around, Merry Christmas. It's still Christmas, you know. Don't let anybody get rid of that. It's Christmas until the 6th. There's 12 days, so don't you dare take any of your stuff down before that or you're a pagan. 12 days of Christmas. You got it? So do it. Okay. Today we celebrate the Holy Family. And uh, as I was thinking, you know, I got to spend time with my family last night. Not very much time. I kept thinking, oh, dear. Um, but anyway, my family's doing well, and, I, and everybody was together, and it was always a good thing. And as I was reflecting on what to preach on, the readings are pretty phenomenal, and I thought we'd break it down into three different things. For a family, we first need to consecrate our families to God. Two, we need to be people that pray together. And three, we need to be people that serve each other. So we've got to consecrate, we've got to pray, and we've got to serve. And an example of that, we go to the Holy Family and we go to the Gospel today. In the Gospel of St. Luke. In Luke, <clears throat> excuse me, chapter 2, you know, in verse 22 and following. When the day came to purify them according to the law of Moses, the couple brought him up to Jerusalem so he could be presented to the Lord. For it is written in the law of the Lord that every firstborn male shall be consecrated to the Lord. Well, when Jesus was consecrated, we're all in the body of Christ, so so too we must be consecrated to the Lord. The first thing we need to do is consecrate our families. It was a, a ritual went through that not only was this a symbol, but you know, the firstborn male became the head of the family. So when you consecrate the firstborn male, you consecrate the family to God. A lot of uh, people are Christian, you know, and they go through about being good Christians and living a Christian life. But we need to be families who have consecrated ourselves explicitly, not implicitly, but explicitly have consecrated our families to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. You know, so the first thing I ask you is, have you consecrated your family to Jesus Christ? Have you asked the blood of the Lord Jesus spilled at Calvary to be poured over your family? Have you put them all in the blood of the Lamb? And that's very important. And fathers, you're the ones that are spiritual leaders in the family. If you're not showing spiritual leadership in your family, you're a wimp. You need to be the one that's going out there and taking charge of your family. You need to be the ones who consecrate your families to Christ. You need to be the ones that take the spiritual leadership. And I know most of you men here do that. But if you haven't, this is a little kick in the butt um, to sit there and encourage you to make sure that if you have not yet consecrated your family explicitly, that you do it today before you leave this place. Your family would always be under the lordship of Jesus. The second thing we got to do is go now to the... Uh, a gospel, I mean, to the Colossians, letter to the Colossians. And in Colossians, we're at chapter 3. And here it says, because, verse 12, I'm sorry, Colossians chapter 3, verse 12. Because you are God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, close yourselves with heartfelt mercy, with kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another. Forgive whatever grievances you have against one another. Forgive as the Lord has forgiven you. Over all these virtues put on love, which binds the rest together and makes them perfect. Christ's peace must reign in your heart, since as members of the one body you have been called to that peace. And the next line, dedicate yourselves to thankfulness. 
the word of Christ, rich as it is, dwell in you. In wisdom made perfect, instruct and admonish one another. Sing gratefully to God with your hearts in psalms, hymns, and inspired songs. So again, what it calls us to is the people and families of prayer. You know, it used to be that old adage that uh, Father Peyton had that the family that prays together stays together. And that's very true. And you know, couples I've married and talked to and different things, and when I'm counseling couples, I every single time I sit there and I say, listen, you got to pray with each other. you got to do it. It's not an option. you got to every night, husbands and wives, you got to grab each other's hands and you got to pray with each other. you got to pray for each other. you got to pray with your families. Your family should be places where you're comfortable in bringing it all to prayer before Almighty God. You know, I promise you, if you come together every day in prayer, you're going to be together. There's nothing that's going to tear you apart because then the bond of your life is Jesus Christ. Who can pull apart Christ? Can anything? Of course not. So again, we need to be families that are praying together. And that just doesn't count about going to church together. Hey, well, we go to church together every week. Ooh. The family is the house church. The family is the place that you and I need to be praying as a family. Well, Father, we say grace between at meals. Very nice. That's the beginning. Good. Do you pray as a family every day? And again, you need to take that. If you haven't, please take this as a conviction. You know, okay, we're going to start praying with each other every day. You know, that's it. That's what we're going to do. So because God will bless you. I mean, these are not options in the scriptures, huh? Dedicate yourselves to thankfulness. And when you're praying every day, you're doing that. Whatever you do, do it in the name of the Lord, huh? Sing gratefully to God with hymns and psalms and inspired songs. You can do that in your families, huh? But pray together every day as a family of God. Finally, the third part I wanted to talk about today is we need to be servants. Now, again, I love to talk about this one. Angelo gave me 50 bucks if I'd talk about this really strong here, huh? And it says, you who are wives, be submissive to your husbands. You're in trouble. <laughs> oh, how we try and try and try. But do you think that's what it means, wives, be submissive? You betcha. I love saying that. Anyways, it says, this is your duty in the Lord. So again, I was sitting there with my family last night, and my sister's pretty strong. She makes me look quiet and shy. You know, honest to goodness, I come through a family of women are in charge. My mother always told my father what to do, or my stepfather, I'd be, oh my gosh, to be a man in my family is just like, oh, have mercy on us all. My poor sister constantly tells her husband what to do, and those little nieces of mine tell every one of us what to do. But the reality is, you know, I was sitting here saying, I bought my mother a Bible for Christmas. And uh, she says, you know, I just found out there's a letter called Timothy. And I says, oh, mom, you should learn that one quite well. That's where it talks about wives being submissive to your husbands and no woman should have authority over a man. And she says, oh, that's why I don't know that one. And I says, and my sister says, I'd have a problem with Paul then. And I says, yes, you would, Cindy. But the reality is, this is the crux of everything. We don't want to be submissive to anybody. I don't want to be a servant to anybody. 
But for duty, it says this is your duty to be submissive. But then again, just so the husbands don't sit there and get all excited and sit there and say, yeah, you better be submissive, woman. That ain't what it calls to. It says in the next line, husbands love your wives. And again, to love somebody means what? To give your life for them. So it talks about husbands. You're called more to be than just submissive to your wives. You're called to die for them, to give everything to serve them. Husbands, you're called to serve your wife. Wives, you're called to serve your husbands. Kids, you're called to serve your parents. Parents, you're called to serve your children. That's the Christian family. When whenever somebody sits there and starts going crazy about this, I'm not here to serve anybody. Then, you know, years ago, and remember, I don't want to talk about it because I got in big trouble a couple years ago, but there was a nun who will be nameless who was on 60 Minutes. And she was sitting there and she's pounding the podium. Boom, 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 boom. We will not serve, she says. And I said the next Sunday at Mass, everybody see Sister so-and-so, or I won't call her sister anymore, but everybody see her, and she pounded the podium and said, we will not serve. I said, someone else said that once, and his name was Lucifer. So we know who they belong to. Anybody that sits there and says, I will not serve, does not belong to God, they belong to the devil. It's that simple. That you and I, if we're called to be followers of Christ, we're called to serve him. And it's easy to go out and serve the church and serve, but you're called to serve your family. Remember, I talked about a couple, well, uh, a couple years ago, there was this uh, mother and father, they're praying with their little girl at night before she went to bed. And, you know, and they kneel down every night with her, and uh, the little girl should say her prayers out loud. And as she was sitting there praying one day, she sat there and says, you know, God bless so-and-so, and God bless so-and-so, and God bless so-and-so. And then she says, and God, please let Mommy be as nice at home as she is, as she is with the people at church. Hmm. Is that something? Are we as nice to the people we deal with every day at home as we are when we come to church? We go to work? The people see the worst of us at home at the best of us. Am I in my family to serve them? Or am I in my family, do I think they're there to serve me? Nobody in this world is here to serve you. I hope you got it. Jesus says, I came to serve. You and I follow him. We have come to serve. And the first place you and I got to serve, please don't volunteer for anything at Bread of Life Community. I don't want you unless you're serving your family first. If you're putting our church or our community before your family, stop it. Your family is the number one place you're called to serve. There first, then the church. That is your home church. So today, a little bit of a challenge for me, huh? Well, when I'm sick, I get this way. What we're called to do is we're called to consecrate our families to Christ. We're called to be a family that prays together. And we're called to be a family that serve each other in Christ. When we do that, we bring Christ to the world more faithfully and fully as Christ was born at Christmas. Christ is born in the world through our family. You got it? You get it? Good.
May each of you know his love today and forever. Amen.